Hello and welcome into tonight's CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualia, sitting here with Mike Molino and with Marv Azan. So 20 years ago, we record Monday, January 27th. So January 27th, 2020 marks the 20th anniversary of the trade that brought Bill Belichick from the New York Jets to the New England Patriots. And honestly, I feel like a lot of people don't even realize that it was a trade, especially a lot of casual fans don't realize it was a trade because everybody knows the story about the napkin. I resign. I think it was like I resign as the the New York Jets HC or NYJ HC, whatever it was. A lot of people know that story, but a lot of casual fans, I don't think know that Bill Parcells, who's the GM of the Jets at the time, was like, no, you're under contract. You can't just do that. So there's got to be a little deal that takes place. So in order to get Bill Belichick over to the Patriots, Robert Kraft in the Patriots had sent over. This is after they actually fired Pete Carroll, too. Something else a lot of, like, there were a lot of Patriots fans who started becoming fans, I'd say mid-2000 when the Patriots started this, this dynasty, when they were really rolling through this dynasty. They fired Pete Carroll that offseason. They wanted to bring in Bill Belichick. So to make that happen, the Patriots traded their first-round pick in 2000 and in return, they did receive the fifth-round pick in 2001 from the Jets and the seventh-round pick in 2002 also from the Jets. And that's what they had to give up. They had to give up the first round, their first-round pick in 2000 in order to bring Bill Belichick over to the New England Patriots. So, guys, looking at that deal, looking where we are now 20 years later, is it fair to call that trade the greatest trade in, I'm not going to say NFL history, I'm going to say in American sports history, NHL, MLB, uh, NBA, NFL. Is this the greatest trade in American sports history? Marv, let's start with you. Nick, I'm glad you said American sports history because that's exactly what it is. Take NFL out off the books. What trade gives you pretty much 20 years of dominance? We're talking 17 um, AFC East titles in your division right there. The only coach with six Super Bowl rings. I mean, Bill Belichick changed the whole Patriots foundation, obviously with the help of the greatest quarterback of all time, yep. Tom Brady. So, you, you know, you can't bring up Bill Belichick's legacy without Tom Brady and vice versa. But yes, it is the greatest trade of all time. Due to the longevity of dominance. You can't do it with players because, unfortunately, players just are not able to play for 20-plus years and dominate. But Bill Belichick, as a coach, he can do that, and he's had a lot of turnover. Yes, Tom Brady's been his singular quarterback for, like, what, 19 of the years. But outside of that, he's had different running backs, different corners, different coaches. And not a lot of the most talented guys either. Belichick way. And yes, exactly. When you think about Bill Belichick, you're going to think about how he can get, you know, those blue collar guys and really fit them into this system and have them become, you know, star players when need when need be. And then when they leave, whether it's coaches, whether it's players, when they leave that organization, they don't sustain that success as when they were with the Patriots organization. That's the Bill Belichick mystique, the success and just how he carries himself with New England. That's all. That's what we're all going to remember Bill Belichick as. And if you remember in 2000 when that trade happened, it wasn't like New England. (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't as if New England was super excited, right? It's not like, oh, my God, we got this great Bill Belichick. It came with. It wasn't wasn't a big name. 
Right. It was just, okay, this is a guy who's going to come in and hopefully try to, you know, switch up the system, pair him up with Drew, um, Drew Bledsoe, and let's see what happens. Now, looking back at it, my goodness, how big of a trade this really was and how it changed the shape of the NFL forever. Yeah, and, you know, you don't even have to go far for the talent aspect. So just look at – even look at the team now over the past 10 years. Edelman and Brady. There aren't a lot of coaches who would have looked at both these guys and turned them into the superstars that they are. And their work ethic, obviously, I mean, that has something to do with it. But you don't have to look far to look at what Bill's been able to do with talent that not everybody saw. I mean, obviously, we know the Tom Brady story. But Julian Edelman, too. When Edelman came in, I mean – Nobody knew that Edelman was going to turn into the superstar receiver that he has been. So that's just something that Bill oh, Belichick's been able to do his entire career. It's been it's been it's been wild. It's been a wild ride to watch. Mike Ford, jump over to you guys. The CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable is brought to you by Car Shield. A little different this week. America's number one auto production provider. Call eight hundred car six thousand. That is eight. 100 car 6000 and mention the code garden or visit carshield.com and use code garden to save 10% on all of your auto repairs that's carshield.com code garden again the phone number to use guys 800 car 6000 instead of going online you can do that 800 car 6000 use promo code garden again 800 car 6000 all right mike greatest trade of all time American sports history, yes or no? Absolutely. I mean, Bill Belichick, similar to what you guys just said, at the time, no one really thought about, oh, boy, the Patriots getting Bill Belichick. Oh, what a steal. Like, no one was really thinking like that. You know, again, it was just a hope and belief for Patriots fans that, all right, they're bringing in this new head coach. Obviously, it didn't work out with Pete Carroll, you know, the way they wanted it to, but they're bringing in this new coach. Let's see what he can do to kind of push this franchise in a direction that could hopefully lead to success. And, oh, it led to success, led to some big-time success for the Patriots, indeed, over the next 20 years. And, I mean, when you think about trades being made, obviously a team, a franchise, you make a trade for the most part to to help your team out, in a sense. Obviously, it's usually players that move and get traded, but you're trading for somebody that can help elevate your franchise. In this instance, and sometimes that's happened in different um, sports, you know, trades and moves are made for coaches, you know, to bring it back to Boston again. You know, you saw the move that was made kind of sending Doc Rivers to the Clippers for the Celtics. Um, You want to make a move that's going to help elevate your franchise. Patriots made this move. And like I said, it elevated this franchise to success that people didn't even imagine. You're talking about six Super Bowl wins. A uh, quarterback who is now known as the greatest of all time. What Belichick has been able to do for this Patriots organization since he's been the head coach. You know, again, I don't think anybody could tr- would, would have truly imagined that that's would have would, would have taken place bringing him along. So, yeah, if you had to list the top trades to be done in the sports world, you know, it's tough to really think of some. But obviously Belichick to the Patriots is somewhere at the top of that list for sure it's number one and you know it's the word that i keep thinking about whenever i when i was trying to put together my notes was altered because even just looking back at the patriots organization before Kraft took over guys this organization 
right before Robert Kraft took over again, was on the verge of being moved to St. Louis. This wasn't an organization that was having success. This was a franchise that was going, that was getting ready to be moved out of Massachusetts. And if that happened, we might not even have a team here right now. Who knows if they would have brought it back by now, but good chance we don't have a team here in New England right now. And Bill Belichick coming to the Patriots completely altered things. It altered the landscape of the NFL. It turned a down-in-the-dumps, crap joke of a franchise. People got to remember, the Patriots were the Cleveland Browns before the Cleveland Browns were the Cleveland Browns. They were not a good organization. Bill Belichick altered the landscape of the NFL with this team and turned into a 10-year dynasty. That's crazy. That's hard to do. Yeah, we're still going <laughs> with this dynasty. Like, I mean, like Marv, like you said. Come on, Marv. I, I mean, we're we're on, on the tail end. We're on the tail end. I sneezed, Mike. I sneezed. Oh. We're still going, but but Marv, like you said, like we remember the trade. I'm and and I said I was young. I'm 25 now. I was five years old when that trade happened. Five. That is crazy. To think about, it completely altered the way that the NFL looked at, I mean, not even just, I'm not saying, looked at's not the right word, just the New England Patriots dominated almost from the jump when Bill Belichick took, Bill Belichick took over. And when you look at the franchise and you look at words that you constantly hear with Belichick, with Brady, the Patriot way. If you have a franchise that has a slogan modeled after the way that you guys run business, I mean, that shows how influential you are in your in the NFL, in the organization, in the in the National Football League. This team, again, was on the verge of moving and they they flipped it. And it, Robert Kraft, huge part of that massive part, majority part. But they took a crap organization, flipped it and turned it into the greatest one of the top two greatest franchises in sports history, in American sports history. It's it's not the only the only trade that would come close is what really kicked off the other greatest franchise in sports history. Which is the New York Yankees? Yankees, yeah, Babe Ruth. Babe the Red Ruth. Sox selling Babe Ruth for a hundred thousand dollars, which is <laughs> laugh out loud funny. But there are also trades. I just wrote some other deals that I mean altered their respective leagues. Nineteen eighty Celtics dealing for Robert Parrish from Golden State, landing them the Kevin third pick McHale. of the draft. They get Kevin McHale too. Uh, John Elway saying I'm not going to go to Baltimore. So then he ends up with Denver because Baltimore traded that pick to Denver, the draft pick rights. And then I mean, even still sticking with the Boston thought process montreal trading pedro martinez to the boston red sox reluctantly hey. pedro didn't hey. want to come here pedro sure. did not want to come to the boston red sox go to the yankees yeah he he was he, in his book i highly recommend his book he said specifically the red sox were like i think one of three teams that he was like you cannot trade me to this <laughs> <laughs> so i mean there are other huge game altering league altering trades that have happened but none like the Belichick one. Yeah, and I actually Nick, looked up a list. This one is even this wasn't even listed on there. Nick, there's a couple there's a couple too you could got think of um Pippen, Scotty Pippen getting traded yeah. his draft rights to the Bulls. That changes everything for Chicago Bulls with oh, Jordan. Yeah. And then you gotta talk about the late great Kobe Bryant. You know, yeah. from getting traded from Charlotte to the to the last one's huge too. With Shaquille O'Neal and them, and they go for six. Huh? I thought I really I thought we lost Mar for a sec. Wait, I, I got lost. <laughs> yeah, no, you're yeah, still no, here. Yeah, but you're back. Okay. You're, you're still here. You're fine. No, I mean, you, you. I don't think you can look at another trade and think that 
there's like this altered. I can't keep I, the, the word just keeps coming back in my head. They it altered the NFL. It altered an entire league by having Bill Belichick switch over and 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 become the head coach of the New England Patriots. He probably would have had success with the New York Jets too. But he just he took a franchise and turned them into one of the top franchises in American sports history. Absolutely. All right, guys, this is another CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualia, sitting here with Marvizan and Mike Molino. All right, off-season time. we got to start looking at projections. we got to start looking at future picks for the Patriots. Let's talk about the draft. There was a report that came out uh, recently. The Patriots scouts, quote, gushing over SMU receiver. I'm probably going to botch this name. I am not good with name pronunciations. During the draft show that we had a couple years ago, I pronounced Sony Michelle's name Sony Michael. I did not know his last name, uh, who also spells Michelle that way. Stupid. <laughs> SMU receiver James Proch? Proch or Proch? One of those. So the Patriots gushing over another receiver. We saw what happened this past year when the Patriots used a first-round draft pick on Nikhil Harry. So, guys, I mean, the question sits right there. Should the Patriots stay away from drafting wide receivers right now? And I think it's important to note, too, let's – hypothetically, I'm under the assumption I think Brady is going to come back. I think somehow it's going to end up with Tom Brady back with his team. So my answer is going to revolve around that with the thought of having Brady on this team. Do the Patriots stay? Should they stay away? Who knows what they're going to do? But should they stay away from drafting a wide receiver early, let's say, first, second round in this year's NFL draft? Mike, let's start with you. Easiest yes. Easiest yes. Easiest yes I could think of, you know, Compared to any other question, I've, I've wanted the Patriots to stay away from drafting receivers now for a couple of years. And I say this because you have Tom Brady, who has been playing solid football at the quarterback position for the last several years now as he's aged. And the fact that the Patriots for some need, yes, I understand the, the concept of wanting to draft young guys to develop them and hope that they grow and become a, a, a huge part of the franchise as they move forward years down the road. I understand that. But the Patriots have sucked in terms of scouting and and, and uh, drafting wide receivers. It just hasn't worked out. Yeah, them, them saying they're gushing over this guy, I mean, I have expected. It doesn't mean anything stay. to me. You hear that as a, <laughs> as, as a Patriots fan, and it doesn't mean anything to you because you look at the success this team has had at bringing along a wide receiver. Um, you know, the six, most successful wide receiver they drafted was what? It recently was Edelman, you could say. And even Edelman being drafted, you weren't really thinking about him at receiver or what he yeah, turned. They, they had something with Malcolm Mitchell, but yeah, Malcolm I mean, Mitchell, I mean, right yeah. there, like failure. Uh, unfortunately, it, it didn't it didn't uh, pan out. Uh, Aaron Dobson, Marv's boy. He used to love Aaron. Don't, don't disrespect him. <laughs> <you. laughs> overall, it hasn't worked out. And, you know, getting back to the idea, like you said, Nick, of Tom Brady, you know, I agree with you. I feel Tom Brady will be back next season. The Patriots will bring him back, and he'll be the starting quarterback for the uh, 2020 season. You need to look at other positions that you may want to develop, but in terms of weapons that Tom Brady can work with, it needs to be nothing but veteran, proven players that have been in the league and have been around the NFL for a couple of years now. I don't want Brady throwing the football to guys who have never sniffed an NFL game and field before. I'm just tired of it. It hasn't worked out for the Patriots, whether they need to 
you know, reconfigure the staff, the scouting, the scouts that they have, whatever the case may be, in terms of wide receivers, stay away from drafting a receiver. I'd be fine if they go the whole draft without drafting receiver, period. That's how done I am with the Patriots drafting receivers. I'm all set on it. Look at other positions that need help, but do not draft the wide receiver at all. All right, guys, the CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable is brought to you by CarShield, America's number one auto protection provider. Call 800-CAR-6000. That is 800-CAR-6000 and mention code GARDEN. Again, that is 800-CAR-6000, code GARDEN. Or visit carshield.com and, again, use promo code GARDEN to save 10% on all of your auto repairs. That's carshield.com, code GARDEN. Phone number, once again, 800-CAR-6000. 800 car 6,000. All right, Marv, what do you think? Should the Patriots stay as far away as possible from a wide receiver early on in the draft this year? Look, I, I just don't like the narrative that when a Patriot wide receiver, when a Patriot drives, drafts a wide receiver and they, they're not successful in their first year, a la Nikhil Harry, we automatically go into, oh, this player wasn't that good, or they sucked, or the Patriots scouting team sucked. What if the Patriots just are not good at developing their wide receivers? Why don't we talk about what the Patriots are doing and not putting their wide receivers in successful positions to actually be successful? You look at um, a, D- a DK Metcalf with the Seattle Seahawks, and you compare him to Nikhil Harry, and it looks like, damn, the Patriots messed up. We could have really used a, a Metcalf on the team. I'm in the belief if you had Metcalf on the team instead of Nikhil Harry, we would have been seeing the same exact thing from Metcalf. That's my belief. I don't think Nikhil Harry is that much worse or that much better than um, Metcalf, but I just where they place their receivers and how they use their receivers, they're not putting them in positions to succeed. Yes, we've seen uh, Malcolm Mitchell. He looked like he had promise, and it still hurts me to this day. But when it's when it has to be your, what, seventh-round receiver, who was, a, who was a quarterback to be be your biggest success story, then that is a problem with the whole organization, whether it's drafting, whether it's developing the receivers, wide receiver coaches, whatever. And now he's in New York Giants, so good luck to him. But whatever is going on, the Patriots system with the wide receivers needs to be a whole lot better. Now, going on to your question, Nick, do I want them to draft the receiver? Yes, you still need to bring in some a receiver or two to help this offense out. Would I waste a first-round pick or a second-round pick? I think there's other needs right now for the New England Patriots that they need to that they need to secure. Other than wide receivers, you know, you still got another skill position like the tight end that you got to shore up somehow. You got that offensive line that we've been talking about all around. You're going to lose some defensive players this year as well. So there's a lot of things that the Patriots need to add to this team. You know, maybe like Mike said, take a take a back seat with the wide receivers, but I wouldn't mind seeing them bringing a couple young wide receivers onto this team. They just need to find a better way to put their receivers in better spots. When when you say bring young bring young receivers still to this team, they draft the receiver maybe late. What would you want to see out of that that young receiver? Obviously not playing a prominent role. Is that what do you mean by that? So what would I want to see from the from the yeah, receiver if we bring receiver. it Fifth, sixth round or something like that. What does it look like for the upcoming season for him? He's fighting for fighting for a role to start. Just just like um, what's his name did this this past year? Then he has so many drops. We stopped looking at him. Undrafted receiver. I'm blanking. <laughs> yeah, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. He was an afterthought when we when they brought him in, and then he was fighting during training camp, 
fighting in preseason and he showed that, okay, this kid can play and he has some promise onto the team. Whoever you bring, you have to bring someone scrappy enough who's going to fight for a position just like Julian Edelman did, found his way into, onto special teams and moved his way up. Well, that's the thing. If you draft somebody high, like I agree with you, I think it is part of the Patriots' problem that they – that these receivers aren't working out. And and we talked about this a lot too over the, uh, over the regular season. I think it has to do partially with Tom Brady, not trusting these guys early, not trusting these young guys in it from what it looks like, not wanting to really work with these guys. We've heard for years now, Brady likes to work with the veteran guys. And for a while, I didn't believe that, but over recent years, especially this season, I kind of started to feel that way. It felt like he doesn't want, especially at this stage of his career, feel like he doesn't want to have to groom and work with a rookie a rookie receiver. And with that, because of that, I want the Patriots to stay away from a first and second round pick because like I started off the show with, I'm under the assumption that Tom Brady is going to be back with the Patriots this year. And if Brady's not willing to work with those guys, it sucks to have to cater to somebody who's going to do that. But because of that, I feel like you got to go after other positions. You know what, Thaddeus Moss, why not? Right, he's he's a Moss. I'm sure he'll get better preferential treatment from Brady because of the last name Moss. But I don't want them to go after a receiver because of the the lack of success they've had in whether or not that's the the receiver's fault or the Patriots' fault. There are other needs that you can go after. Go after a tight end. Do do something other than a receiver because the other word that pops into my head with this is is possibility and potential. You draft a guy, you bring him in, you don't know how he's going to be. And the last thing that Patriots fans, and especially Tom Brady, is going to want next season is not knowing how your receiver core is going to be. Sure, you could draft a guy and he could be great, but you just don't know. So at this point, you kind of want a sure thing. I think you got to bring in a veteran receiver. I don't know how you're going to do that. I think you got to bring in a veteran receiver and stay away from the young rookie receivers, at least at the top of the draft. You want to take a shot later down the line, get somebody scrappy, like you said, Marv. Sure. Go for it, but stay away from early on. Don't don't use your draft capital to bring in a receiver because again, you don't know how he's going to be. And the last thing that this team needs next season with Tom Brady after this this sour year that we had, after this sour the sour puss that we saw on Brady's face all year, last thing you need is a receiver who you drafted not knowing how he was going to be. And then turns out, look, mediocre. He stinks. The receiving core back to what it was the season before. All right, guys, that it was another CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. Nick Qualia, Mike Molino, Marv Azan. Guys, we're going to be back next week. We're going to keep on rolling all the way through the offseason. Again, Nick Qualia, Mike Molino, Marv Azan. Guys, we're going to be back. Thanks for watching. And for people on iTunes, thanks for listening.